You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, CJ Palmasano, and we have so much to get into. We have the Royal Rumble this coming Saturday for WWE's premium live event. Don't say pay-per-view. That has been banned now. Uh, still getting used to the fact that this is happening this Saturday rather than this Sunday. Uh, I will be possibly snowed in this weekend. Uh, in my part of the world, in the United States, in the Northeast. Um, big snowstorm coming. I was just shopping before I did this podcast with my girlfriend, and all the ground beef and all the chicken, all the chicken, were gone. So we had to stock up on some other shit. But we have a lot to get into here. Later in the in the, uh, in the podcast, we'll be doing my, uh, my uh, Royal Rumble predictions, and we're going to be going into a few things that happened this week, some stuff that happened on AW Beach Break. Uh, I will preface it by saying that I did not get to watch the whole show. I watched some stuff here and there, so I'll talk about some of the main talking points of what I saw. Uh, a bit of news that's going on. Uh, doing a little bit of fantasy booking. The uh, What I think some of the big matches would be at WrestleMania. I'm not going to really go into detail in the story like my good buddies Bryce and Dylan over at Making Cafe. Go check them out. Um... But just kind of like matches that I would like to see through the span of WrestleMania. So anyway, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to kick things off with AEW. Uh, and, you know, AEW, you know, it's very good. It's a great company. It's very good. Some might say very nice, but also very evil. I'm talking about Dan Housen. Dan Housen has been signed to All Elite Wrestling. He made a shocking cameo at Beach Break as uh, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy were having their lights out uh, hardcore match. And as Adam Cole was going for a chair underneath the ring, it was kind of stuck. And he was trying to grab it. And then on the other side was a wild Dan Housen. Coming up, standing up, and cursing Adam Cole. And he got a very substantial pop in this crowd. The people really knew were loving Dan Housen. And I'm sure anybody else was just like, who who didn't know him was like, what is this guy? Like, I was watching a bit of the WrestleTalk review podcast before I started this. And Luke Owen said that um, it's like the ending of the first Avengers movie where you see Thanos in the after credit scene and half the crowd's like, oh, my God. And the other crowd, the other half is just like, I don't know who that is, but I should get excited because that guy, I can't wait to know and ask that guy who that is. So uh, but a lot of people were going crazy for him, man. Dan Housen is a very um, he's a very funny, funny character. Um, he, um, I, I had discovered him earlier this year. I've seen some clips here and there. I think the thing that Dan Housen does really well is that he is very, he's a mastermind of social media. He does great stuff on YouTube. He's very funny. He does a lot of like real good comedy sketches, but he's really good at being memorable and marketing himself. Um, 
I think the first thing I, like I actually watched of his was like when he was at Comic Con and he's sitting next to MJF and he's like, "Ah, oh, you see, uh, we are uh, this is my good friend uh, MJF." He's like, "Shut the fuck up, I'm not your friend." And you know, uh, we uh, we are uh, look, I have a scarf here. This is this is a a, a a Burberry scarf. Like that's not a Burberry scarf. Not even close to being a Burberry scarf. It's yeah, no, no, it is, it is, it is. It's very nice, very nice, very soft, very evil. So uh, anyway, we have here you, uh, you, you, we are a tag team now. No, we're not a tag team. He's just so fucking funny and i just love like uh and i remember remember the shirt he put out like where he's like doing his face mjf looks all fucking pissed off at him but i think the shirt on pro wrestling t says um i think it says better than you housing and you know it housing better than you housing and you know it housing <laughs> I, I he's he's hilarious man uh, i think he'll fit really well with as far as like being the elite oh man he's gonna kill it and being the elite he'll do such funny stuff with uh with the box and everybody um, I think also the big things people are saying he should feud with the with the gun club right away because he's been calling them the ass boys on <laughs> on Twitter. Oh man, he, it's so good. I'm excited. I'm really really excited to see what he does. Uh, I'm not expecting him to uh, to be like super super serious, but then again, you know, look at Orange Cassidy. If you had you know if you had told me like you know three years ago when this whole thing started that. That hey, Orange Cassidy is going to be a really big uh, household name in AEW. I'd be like, "Are you what? It's a comedy gimmick. There's no way." And now look at Orange Cassidy; he's one of the top guys. I mean, just last year he wrestled in the world title match against Kenny Omega and Pac for, at Double or Nothing. So anything can happen, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind Dan Housen getting involved in some stuff like that. I mean, when we when we have a wrestling roster where one of your tag team champions is billed as a dinosaur, a, a dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess anything can happen. It's wrestling, man. Wrestling is great. It's silly. It can be funny. It can be really stupid sometimes, but it's just great. So I'm really excited for Dan Housen to see where he pops up next. Um, uh, I think he should definitely feud with uh, Austin and Billy Gunn and the Gun Club. And, and yeah, oh, those, not, I'm sorry. I'm saying it wrong. Uh, the Ass Boys. He should be feuding with the Ass Boys. There you go. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, some other really cool stuff happened on this show. Um, Sammy Guevara had become, has become the undisputed TNT champion. He won and also retained the title. Um, I, I didn't get to see this match, but... I did get to see that crazy leapfrog cutter he did, jumping from the top rope over the ladder, uh, hitting the cutter on on Cody. That was fucking insane, man. That was really cool. So I had to make be sure and go back and watch that. Um, we also got uh, a promo between CM Punk and MJF. Really, really well done stuff. To what 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 really got to me though. Um, I, I mean, I like the lines where Punk said, you know, yeah, I don't, you know, MJ, I call it like the middle of it. He said, MJF said that, you know, like, you know, you went on crying on a podcast. And it's like, yeah, a podcast you listen to because you're a fan and you stood in line and you stood on line to get an autograph. You stood on line to get a picture with me. You studied me. You watched my promos. And like, it was, it was a very well done segment by Punk and MJF. And as MJF came down to the ring, seemingly ready to fight. Here comes the pinnacle. FTR uh, and Wardlow and MJF come down, but then Sean Spears comes from behind and attacks Punk. And FTR, Sean Spears are beating the shit out of Punk, but Wardlow is very reluctant to do anything. In fact, Wardlow did nothing until MJF said to powerbomb him. And then he, uh, as Punk was laying down, uh, MJF was sitting cross-legged on top of Punk. 
And then he said he'll see him in Chicago, and the match is going to be happening next week between CM Punk and MJF in Chicago. Now, I'm very surprised that they're doing this match on free television, which makes me want to see it very much so. Um, I don't know if this will be able to lead to revolution, if we will get a match between Punk and MJF then. However, I'm very excited for it. Um, it could go either way. It could MJF could win and, and really get a lot of heel heat for beating Punk in Chicago. But then again, I can really see Wardlow being the one to cost MJF the match because he's tired of his bullshit. So the whole MJF uh, uh, CM Punk storyline has really been my favorite storyline going on at the moment in AEW. I think it's the best well-told match since you know post full gear after the hangman page and uh you know uh kenny omega storyline but then again there's also the, the inner, inner turmoil going on between the elite with adam cole the young bucks red dragon that stuff's really good too um overall what i from what i saw i liked it i'm enjoying it obviously i enjoy and love AEW very very much so um it's very interesting to see where things are going to go uh i guess hangman page is not going to be facing Archer at Revolution. He's going to be facing him in two weeks' time in a Tornado Death match. Um, I'm not sure who Paige would face at the pay-per-view. Um, I guess I'll get the AEW rankings up right now and see as to who he could be facing. Uh, the latest as of July, uh, as of the 26th. Um, right now, the number one ranked wrestler is Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the number one ranked wrestler, so... Maybe we could get Cole and Paige at Revolution. That would be really cool. And then if Omega is ready in time to come back, maybe that can kind of start the 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 elite feud, the inner turmoil between the elites, and get things going. So, love to see Paige and Cole uh, have a have a match against against uh, each other. It'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, really happy to see Brody King along with Malachi Black. They're kind of they're going to start rising up in the tag team division. I think eventually we will have. Um, I, I could easily see them being the ones to beat Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to eventually become tag team champions. And I think they'll grow more in the tag team division, or they'll they'll grow more in their rankings uh, in the House of Black. And I think Abaddon would be a really cool addition to uh, the House of Black faction. Uh, yeah, but right now they're feuding with Pac, and this should be uh, should be fun, man. I'm, I'm glad to see Brody King in, in AEW. He's really, really great. I love this stuff he did with uh, with Marty Skrull in uh, Villain Enterprises. It's uh, great, great stuff. Anyway, moving on, I think uh, I, there's all I really can really talk about with AEW from what I saw, but we're going to be talking a lot about the Royal Rumble coming up in a little bit. Uh, but we have a news story that I want to share with you guys real quickly. So apparently Disney has acquired the network uh, streaming rights, and meaning the WWE network streaming rights. So it says in an article here on WrestleTalk saying, following the speculation about the future WWE, Disney has reportedly acquired the streaming rights for the WWE network content in the new territory. Per deadline, WWE and Disney have agreed to a deal for the network to stream exclusively on Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia. WWE Premium Live Events will also air on the service as a part of the stand subscription with Disney+. Plus. Hotstar will feature WWE programming in English and uh, Baja, Indonesia, the country's official language. 
Uh, the deal is similar to WWE's exclusive U.S. streaming rights in the NBC Universal's Peacock. Discussing the new deal, Vince Puri, uh, the general, man- general manager of Indonesia Walt Disney Company, issued the following statement. As home of the best global and local language content, we're excited to welcome the ex- extensive library of content from the WWE Network to the ever-expanding slate of Disney Plus Hotstar. Uh Hotstar, yeah, yeah, Hotstar. With the new content on Disney Plus Hotstar, we hope to expand and reach out and engage with more audiences in Indonesia. Uh, the article continues and says, In recent years, fans have speculated that Disney will soon acquire the exclusive streaming rights in notable international territories. This deal would, could potentially be a prelude to exclusive deals on their regions. WWE President Nick Khan recently stated the company isn't actively looking to sell more at this, uh, at this link here. I'm not going to read the rest of that. But we've kind of been speculating for quite some time now here on the podcast, and I think a lot of us have been speculating that WB is definitely looking to sell, and I don't see how they're not selling at this point. I really just don't, and I think Disney would be the front-runner company to acquire the WWE. I mean, they straight up asked Fox, hey, you want to buy us? And Fox said, no. But we'll take SmackDown. Okay. Anyway, it may, may not be a substantial offer from what WWE were trying to offer them, uh, from what I understand. But they're selling, dude. They're selling. Ty of Valkyrie, uh, Fight TV asks a lot of questions on their Twitter page. And they ask, where do you see WWE in five years? And Ty of Valkyrie just simply goes, sold. <laughs> and I have to agree with her. They're, they're definitely going to be they're definitely gonna be sold within the next five years. And I think Disney is going to be the front runner of the uh, companies that are going to acquire uh, WWE. But let's go into the rest of what we have here for the podcast. I'm uh, going to be doing a preview of the Royal Rumble into our Royal Rumble, Rumble <laughs> predictions. Now, I'm going to say here that with the way the plans are going at the moment, I'll get into what's kind of going to happen as far as, as per the reports. But let's talk about the things that I'd like to see at WrestleMania, okay? So we have two nights of WrestleMania again, which I like. I prefer that. But as far as things are going, it really seems like we're going on a collision course with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which I don't mind that too much. I just wouldn't have them go against each other, but they've been building it for so long. Um... And I feel like they're not trying to make newer stars in this whole situation with the with uh, WrestleMania. So here's what I propose, okay? I propose, first of all, as far as the mid-card titles go, I say, why not have two ladder matches for each mid-card title? Why don't we have, you know, U.S. Championship Damian Priest defending against guys like Austin Theory, Cedric Alexander, Dolph Ziggler, Rey Mysterio, Robert Roode, uh, and then guys on the SmackDown side, Nakamura defending against Ricochet, Cesaro, Sheamus, maybe Drew McIntyre gets in there, maybe he gets involved with the, with the mid-card stuff, uh, Ridge Holland, uh, you know, uh, just some, some guys here and there because, I don't know, it would just be fun. Maybe you don't want to do that considering the roster is so thin, uh, but you got to do something here, man. I, I just think something will be really good. I, I think maybe a match between Ridge Holland and Cesaro at WrestleMania would be really cool. Maybe, uh, I don't know, get get Cesaro and Ricochet in a match. Sami Zayn has to do something at Mania. You know, just do something. I, I would have, like, Sami Zayn just... I'd have him and Cesaro do something. 
You know, even with this current state that they had, because they had a classic match in NXT TakeOver. I don't remember which TakeOver it was. Maybe in the first? It was one of the earlier TakeOvers, like when they were still at um at Full Sail University. I think it would be really cool to do that. But as far as the other big matches, I, I have here, um, I would like to see Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus RK-Bro. Um, I would like RK-Bro to get the tag titles back, and then I would like them to face Rollins and Kevin Owens, because I think they're really doing well with this pairing that they have. Eventually, I think they should break up down the line. Maybe like at SummerSlam, we have a match between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Because um, I think Ke- I think Seth Rollins could be due for a babyface turn later this year. And Kevin Owens is kind of just being sneaky and say like, "Oh, you know, you're gonna beat Kevin Owens, you're gonna beat Roman Reigns, and you know, I think you know, I'm gonna win the Rumble, and let's have a friend, fun link." It's Kevin Owens being a bit of a dickhead heel, so I think it'd be cool to see those two together against RK Bro, and RK Bro has easily been one of the most entertaining things about WWE in recent memory. I don't phys- currently watch the product all the time, but what I do is I do keep up with what's going on. And RK-Bro is always, always entertaining. So that would just be a lot of fun. Another big marquee match you would want to have is here's a guy, you know, we I think we all remember Edge having a mixed tag match this weekend. Have um, I don't think he's necessarily scratched. I mean, he's only really scratched the surface as far as the opponents he could have at WrestleMania. Now, personally... We've already had my biggest dream match and feud with for Edge and Seth Rollins. I think the next logical step is AJ Styles. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with this Omos feud. I don't even know if the Omos feud has been wrapped up. But personally, I think AJ should face Edge at WrestleMania. It's a match that has never happened before. Edge commented, I think, on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves when he was naming off guys he wants to face when he came first came back. That him and AJ have been in the wrestling business. They were in the wrestling business at the same time for over 20, 20 years. And they never touched. Not once. The only time they ever did was in the Rumble very briefly. And it would just be an excellent match between these two. Just, I mean, come on, man. It's AJ Styles and Edge. Um, that would be a, a real big show stealer, you know. And also, what I would do is I do Charlotte Flair versus either Sasha Banks or Asuka. Now, I think Asuka would be a good uh, opponent because they haven't had a match against each other in quite some time. I think Asuka could really do a really do a really big win, and she could beat Charlotte this time around at WrestleMania. Or you could do Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks and Charlotte have had great matches in the past, and they've never had a match at WrestleMania, and I think that's the current plan. Either one of those, to me, would be really fine. I just would like to see somebody beat Charlotte for the title. And I'm even fine if they if Alexa Bliss was in that scenario as well, even though she's a Raw wrestler. I would just like some payoff to that feud they had where Charlotte ripped up Lily and then Alexa Bliss cried and left for several months. I would just like a payoff to that, but then again, it's WWE. Don't expect payoffs to stories that you really want to have payoffs to. So, who knows? Anyway, and then I move on to the other really big marquee matches that I have here. Um, I'm going to start with this one. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Now, I know Liv Morgan has had title opportunities before, but here's my thing. I personally think Liv Morgan should win the Royal Rumble. And I think she should challenge Becky Lynch, and I think she should beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, really cementing that underdog babyface storyline and creating a new star. And 
I think Liv Morgan is fantastic. I think she has all the talent in the world and all the charisma in the world. They just need the, the machine just needs to get behind her. And you know, I like to rep my you know my Jersey uh, wrestlers, in the, whether it be Deanna Perrazzo or you know even even Enzo. Enzo's a, I, I like Enzo. I think he's very entertaining. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo is like I said, uh, Liv Morgan. You know, any wrestler from Jersey, I'll check you out. I'll support you. Uh, Steve Macklin over in Impact, another Jersey guy, which apparently he grew up like like the, the town right next to me when I was growing up in, in high school. We're not that far in age. I'm like, oh, shit, I probably met him maybe. Who the, who the hell knows? Like, like a high school football game or something. So, And he's doing some really great stuff in Impact as well. But I think... This is I, I know WWE is going to be going for more big money matches this year when we get into the actual card of what's being reported, but I just think you can you have an opportunity here to make a new star, and if you don't make new stars, then your company is not going to do well, and people are not going to tune in because they're going to get bored of the same wrestlers you use over and over and over again. You know, you did it with Drew. A couple, you know, few years ago, granted with the circumstances with COVID, you know, you put the rocket strap on him at the Rumble. He won the Rumble. You put him over huge. You put him against Brock, and he beats Brock. Then, you know, you did it last year with Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, you had her win the Rumble, and she made it at Mania against Sasha in the first night, and she won the SmackDown Women's Championship. And now Bianca Belair is a made woman in WWE, and I think it's the I think it's time to do the same thing with Liv Morgan, but. I don't think they're going to be doing that. And we'll get into what the actual Mania card is going to be looking like soon in just a few minutes. Um, the next And the next two big things for me, as much as I'm enjoying the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns build, I I like the switching dynamic. I like that Brock's a baby face. Uh, I like the new look. I like the you know Roman's the heel in this scenario. However, I personally think they should be used to build other stars just like in the scenario of becky lynch the raw women's title i think you should be using them to elevate other people so that we can again make new stars it's not that fucking hard first i'll go into brock lesnar if brock lesnar is not going to face roman reigns at wrestlemania you ask then who's he going to face plain and simple big e big e got pinned by by brock at day one Somebody from the New Day has to get revenge from Brock Lesnar, regardless if he's a heel or a babyface. After Kofi lost the WWE title to Brock in, on SmackDown five seconds, he just went about his ways. You're like, oh, well, you know, here he is, uh, uh, bootios and all that shit. No, man, you lost the championship. You fought your ass off and you proved yourself that you should be in a main event caliber match at WrestleMania. That WrestleMania match was awesome against him and Daniel Bryan. Like, and then and then he worked so hard to get it. You know, eleven years, bro. You said eleven years, and now you're not gonna give a shit. And I just don't want to say the same thing happen to Big E because I think Big E's title reign was not really given a, a proper shake. The moment that you know him winning Money in the Bank was awesome. Him cashing in and beating Lashley was awesome. However, his title reign did not have a again. It didn't feel important. If he felt like an afterthought as the WWE champion. 
champion. That's unbelievable. So you give Big E maybe a Royal Rumble win or an Elimination Chamber win, and he and he faces the rights to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think Lesnar doesn't necessarily have to be heel or babyface. Brock is just Brock, and he can do both. And I think a match between Big E and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title would be a lot of fun. I mean, we can't do Big E. Ver- uh, sorry, we can't do Brock Lesnar versus Keith Lee, which would be my personal match at WrestleMania because you fucking released him. But that's that's neither here nor there. I, I think capitalize on Big E. You had the the the, the intention and the plans to make him a big single star, just do it. It's still there. Big E is still, I think, a very important, vital part of the of, of the of the roster. And I think he can still make make you a lot of money if you just allow him to. If you just give him the chance. You know? Yes, he made you a lot of money in New Day, but he can make you a lot of money as a singles guy as well. That's what I think. And again, Big E beats Brock Lesnar. The other match that in question that I think should happen at WrestleMania because it just it really boggles my mind that this particular guy isn't being used to his full potential on the main roster and we talked about him a few weeks ago I think or last week whatever it was talking about Finn Balor you know a few weeks ago if you didn't know uh, Vince didn't see anything in Finn Balor anymore. Apparently, he lost all hope in Finn Balor. And then he just sees him as like a Jeff Hardy type to help put over to put over younger guys. The only big difference between Jeff Hardy and Finn Balor is that Jeff Hardy at one point was a top babyface. At one point, he was champion. He's a multiple-time world champion. He had a much longer career in WWE to be established as a legend rather than Finn Balor. What has Finn Balor done on the main roster in WWE? Okay, he came up, he had a great call-up, he beat Roman Reigns uh, the night, his first night, he went on to SummerSlam, he beat Seth Rollins, became the first ever Universal Champion. That's awesome, but he gets hurt in the match, and ever since then, they have not treated him like a proper guy on the main roster. Okay, he's won the IC title a few times. He had a great showing in the 2018 Royal Rumble, you know, but then after a little while, what do they do with him? Not much. The demon character wasn't really used to its full potential either. They sent him back down to NXT, and his NXT, and personally, I like his second run in NXT better than his first. That's personally what I think because Balor really shines as a heel, and he proved it down in NXT. And I really think they should just pull the trigger on him being a heel, and he could be a top heel in the promotion. But Vince doesn't see that. Vince d- doesn't see anything in him. Lost faith in him, and then they also want to stop him from being going to AEW and. And it could be one of a few things. Like, one, they're, I mean, really what it is is they're trying to stop him because they would because they want to keep him and don't want him to go anywhere and he would be an asset to AEW. Well, if he can be an if if that is the case and if you don't want to make if you don't want to give him his release or let him go or whatever when his contract expires or whatever, if you don't want to let him go because you know he'll be an asset to that company, he can be an asset to your company too. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because if, let's say they didn't, they lost faith in him and it's because, oh, well, I don't see much in him. And then it's like, well, I want to, and then he tries to go to AEW. I'm like, all right, well, we don't see much in you. Good luck. Best of luck in your future endeavors. But the fact that they're actively trying to stop him from going there is the fact that they know he could be a big star over there. Because they have former Bullet Club guys over there. They have Kenny Omega. They have Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. And, and Gallows and Anderson have popped in from time to time, you know? And, you know, because and Jay White could pop in over there, and Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo and all the other Bullet Club guys 
currently in New Japan, you know? So they know he could be an asset, but they're going to be like, well, we want to keep you because we want to be selfish and fucking greedy. No, don't be fucking greedy and just let the guy wrestle. Let the guy do what he does best because he is an incredible talent and you've wasted him on your fucking product. So... The point I'm trying to get here is, as I'm rambling a little bit, Finn Balor should be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania, okay? It should be Finn Balor because he, because how the fuck they, they, they royally fuck up the demon. They really fuck up everything they touch, really. It's like, okay, here's a great wrestler who's had all this time in Japan and on the independent circuit. He made a big name for himself. We got him into NXT and he had a great run as NXT champion. Okay, and then he has a somewhat decent run on the main roster then he goes back and rebrands himself he's the prince like you know alluding to that prince devitt persona in, in bullet club in in uh, in japan and then it's like well okay i like this demon stuff so what we're gonna do for that we don't okay so we don't want roman to lose because we're not ready for him to lose yet but but what we'll bring the demon to make people watch the pay-per-view yeah make them watch the pay-per-view what are we gonna do with the finish Oh, okay. Okay, Balor's gonna... The lights are gonna turn red. And then... He's gonna flop around like a fish, yeah. Yeah, gonna get on top of the rope. And do the coup de grace. You're gonna finish. Lights are gonna come on. You're gonna fall over. Top rope's gonna break. And then they ask Vince... Okay. Then what? Then Roman picks him up, spears him, and that's the end of the match. Are we gonna get any payoff to this whatsoever? Ah, uh, no. Probably not. No. What the fuck are you doing? You ruined the demon persona forever because God was on Roman Reigns' side. That's not the reasoning why. That's just, it's just what everybody says on the internet. The fans, like, because Balor needs that redemption from the loss that he had, okay? If you're not going to give the, the rub of someone beating Roman to a younger guy or whoever, give it to Balor. He's been in your company f since 2015, 2016, whatever the fuck it is. You know, he's been there for a long time. And he absolutely should be uh, treated like a big deal. You put him in the persona. You have him win the Raw Rumble. Or again, Elimination Chain Wrench. Whatever the case may be. Big E or Finn Balor could win the Rumble. And either one I'll be happy with. And But I know but Big E has a better chance of winning the Rumble than Finn Balor. And Balor winning the Rumble. He goes on to challenge Roman at WrestleMania. And then he brings the Demon back and just builds it up. And then he wins. Like... It's just, but at this point, the the demon is damaged beyond repair at this point. But you need to build new fucking stars for God's sakes. I don't get why they they fucking take things and and just make them their own because Vince McMahon and the company just can't stand the fact that somebody else, God forbid, worked hard to get to WWE by building a name for themselves. God forbid they're not a fucking former football athlete or, or, or swimmer or whoever the fuck they try and sign these days. God forbid that some guy like Walter, not fucking Gunther, Walter, go on the independent scene fucking going to tear and tear up the uk indies facing guys all over the place facing guys like will osprey and pete dunn and trent seven tyler bait and whoever else may have you on the independent scene you know god forbid walter go around and try and make a big name for himself and then god forbid he go on nxt uk have this nearly two year long however long the fucking U title reign is longest reign in the company as walter you promote him as walter and then on the drop of a hat 
other shoe drops, and he's fucking Gunther for whatever reason. And God forbid you take a guy like Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, who made an, uh, an amazing career in New Japan Pro Wrestling, leading the Bullet Club, one of the uh, best IWGP junior heavyweight champions, and getting into the heavyweight, fighting guys like Okada and Tanahashi and whoever, and I might be wrong about him facing Tanahashi because I don't know. I only know a little bit about uh, Devitt's you know, New Japan run. You know, but he made a big enough impact on those shows. You know, he was he he brought eyes to that product in Japan. You know, the Bullet Club was a cultural phenomenon. Like they were actual heels, being heels, and and, and that was a big no-no in the New Japan office. And he started a movement with that. You know, we wouldn't have all this other crazy stuff we have in wrestling if it wasn't you know a part of it being for Bullet Club. So, in in that regard, it's like. I don't understand, and I, and I never will understand, honestly. I'll rant about it for days, forever on this podcast. I will never understand why WWE has to take something that is clearly not broken. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, we have to fix it. We have to. It's like I'm I'm a Funko Pop collector, okay? And if WWE got a hold of, of one of my Funko Pops and or a Funko, just, just, you know, let's say they had a Spider-Man Funko Pop, okay? Just a regular old Spider-Man Funko. Funko Pop, all right? So they, they, they take one, and it's like, all right, we got a Spider-Man one here. It's like, well, I also like Star Wars. I want to take the head from my Boba Fett Funko Pop and put it on Spider-Man. Um, okay, Vince, that's a little strange. Like, And I want him to have Iron Man gauntlets. It's like, okay, I, I guess that's... A, and I want him to have Thor's hammer. It, it's like... He's thinking this is cool, but you're just taking all this shit and throwing it together and thinking that it's going to work. It's not going to work. Like, WWE, like, you know, you throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. Nothing's sticking. Nothing is sticking, and you're not thinking about the future, okay? Look at what AEW has done with Darby Allin and Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy. They're no longer like, oh, these are guys. And MJF, they're no longer, to me, they're no longer guys who are like, oh, like, they're look at these guys. They're going to be doing great stuff in years to come. They're doing great stuff now. Treat guys like they're big deals right now, and they will be big deals forever in your company. Okay, MJF is one of the best wrestlers in the world just in his wrestling Ackerman and him in the ring, but also him as a character, letting him stand out. Just oh my god, I I really just I I get I get fucking migraines complaining about this shit. But honestly, it's probably why a lot of you guys listen to this, just to hear me rant about WWE, because you probably agree. Okay, the reason why you guys probably listen is probably you you agree with what I'm saying for the most part. Okay. Anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from all this shit because I, I'm rambling. But let's get into the Royal Rumble. Let's get into what the rumors and innuendo of what's going on right now. Big rumors going on reports coming from Fightful Select and the Wrestling Observer from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez that and Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful that Ronda Rousey is going to be in the Royal Rumble this Saturday. And there's no telling if she will win or not. I think she might be the likeliest to win. But at first, Fightful was saying that he was pushing for her to get here. Alvarez and Meltzer followed up with saying that she's in the match. Uh, there's, there is so much going on, uh, for this weekend. There is a lot happening. Um, 
I, I mean, I've kind of given my pitches and what I think should happen and what should happen for Mania down the line leading from the Rumble. I mean, personally, I don't know if I really want to see Ronda Rousey. It could be fun. At the same time, I feel like if she won the Rumble, then Becky and her will face off. But then the roles are going to be reversed. It's Becky's the heel and Ronda would be the baby face. And Ronda would probably win because she didn't want to put over Becky last time. They had that, that that really weird crucifix pin where her shoulder was kind of up and it muddled and it made Becky's big moment from Mania 35 less important. He was like, oh, what happened? My shoulder was up. Like, you didn't want to fucking put her over clean. I don't know. It's like setting up a match, okay, down the line, all right, whatever. I, I don't know. I just, I'm sure it'll be great, but you had the tools fucking three or four years ago at this point. And you had it at the point where Becky was over as Rover, white fucking hot, Rondo the fan was starting to turn on her. You had it right there. And you fucked it all up with Charlotte Flair being in there, taking Becky in, taking Becky out, and just ruining everything, overbooking everything. And the only time in the saving race of that match was that last segment where they all get arrested and they beat the shit out of each other and they all fought each other. The eventually the main event match just it just it just did not live up to the hype. Unfortunately, it was great to see women in the main event at WrestleMania, but the main event at WrestleMania was fucking six hours, including the pre-show or something like that. That's way too much for wrestling. Anyway, personally, would I want to see Ronda versus Becky? Yes, I want to see Ronda versus Becky, but I don't want to see it in these circumstances. I would wait. I would want Becky to turn babyface, and I would want Ronda to be heel because that's what it is. You know, catch lightning in the bottle. You used to be able to do it. But I guess they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want. Anyway, that's, you know, that's one way of going into this thing. But that's that's my rambling, you know. There's also reports, apparently, that Kurt Angle's going to be in St. Louis this weekend, ahead of the Royal Rumble. Uh, could we see him as a possible surprise return? I'm also seeing stuff that Shane McMahon, apparently, reported to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, so much, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I would be excited to see Shane. I, I'd, I'd be more excited to see Damian Priest. Sorry, Damian Priest. I have Damian Priest in my notes here above the Rumble. Uh, just, I would see Damian, more happy to see Damian Priest and Shane McMahon, but I would be happy, happier to see. I don't want to see Shane McMahon in the Rumble. I don't want to see Shane McMahon in the Rumble. I, I just don't. Um, as we go through here with the women, the men's and uh, women's rumble matches, um, there are uh, 22 uh, spots taken in the men's rumble out of 30. Uh, so that leaves 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. At least eight spots open for other maybe NXT cameos slash call ups or returning legends. Here's what I would want to see in the rumble. Uh, I want to see Champa done. I think LA Knight's going to be in there. Roderick Strong should be in there. Um, I think we could possibly see maybe a Kurt Angle return. Um, I would like to, I think because I watched the GCW pay-per-view from last weekend, I think it'd be funny to see Jeff Jarrett in his Nashville Undertaker look <laughs> in the Rumble, I think just for shits and giggles. Um, I would... I think, you know, there was a thing a little while ago about a forbidden door entrant for the Rumble. I think Chris Jericho could do uh, could be that forbidden door entrant because he still has a good relationship with Vince McMahon, from what I understand, so that would be cool. Um, and as far as the last spot, I'm not sure who you could give that to. 
Um, I really, really, really do not know. I can't think of wrestlers at the moment. I just, I'm just not sure. Um, well, I mean, then those are also people returning from injury. Because uh, maybe you could have Drew come in if he if he's healthy in time. Maybe you could have uh, and I just uh, Xavier Woods apparently is supposed to be coming back. Uh, he's gonna be at the Rumble this weekend, but reports are saying there's no word if he'll actually be cleared or not to wrestle. I mean, there's a few other guys like uh, I don't know. You could have Kane in there. Uh, just looking around here, seeing. Who else could be in the match? Uh, not sure, man. I don't know. But but one thing is for sure, the Rumble is always fun. And I'm looking at it like the Raw side of things is so massive in the side of the Rumble. Now, I'll show you here. And maybe Edge might be in the Rumble, too, after his match. So let me go through the participants of uh, of the Rumble match right now. You know, Dawkins, Ford, Mysterio, both Mysterios, Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville. Yes, Johnny Knoxville from Dragass, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. Um, what's interesting is that the... The Rumble is very much up in the air, and there's no clear-cut winner. Uh, that's what makes the Rumble exciting. Um, and as far as the women's match, you know, women's go, you know, you have 21 out of 30. You know, I see, I see a lot of NXT girls going to be shown in this match. Maybe some returns. I think Asuka, Bailey, uh, like I think Cora Jade from NXT 2.0, and Raquel Gonzalez, um, possibly Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan. Uh, there's you know uh, Dakota Kai, you know there's there's a lot of uh, you know girls that can come up that have been around. Io Shirai, I think Io Shirai should come up at this point. Uh, and then the 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 Rumble side for the women is much more, you know, uh, evened out. Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina on the Raw side, Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair on the women's side, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Lita. Uh, Hall of Famers, uh, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, uh, <laughs> uh, I think they're calling them legends or whatever, okay, uh, Mickey James, who is the current Knockouts uh, Impact Champion, That's and they referred to her as the Knockouts Impact Champion, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan from Raw, um, there's a lot you can do with the Rumbles, and I'm just excited to see it, man. Uh, it's also nice to see the. this is going to be the first Rumble in two years where fans are going to be in attendance. Because remember, last year we had a COVID Rumble. It was still in the Thunderdome. But this should be a lot of fun. All right? Anyway, let's just get right into these Royal Rumble predictions. All right? Let's close off the show with the Royal Rumble predictions. So let's kick things off with some easy predictions. We have Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I like Dewdrop. Uh, I prefer her as Piper Nevin, and I would like mid-magical. I remember who I am. I am Piper Nevin. Uh, uh, I just think I forgot her name. Uh, just, uh, just, I don't know, don't do drop things. Sounds like a fucking Pokemon, man. But Becky's going to win, and that's that, because they're not going to have Dewdrop come into the Mania as champion, because Becky's the bigger name. Uh, next, we have Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. Uh, I'm going to go with Edge and Beth Phoenix because I just want this feud to end and I don't want Edge to face Miz at Mania. I want to face somebody else like a Kevin Owens or an AJ Styles. Yes, please. Thank you. Let's move on. 
Next, we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. I was texting with Sean about, well, you know, there could be the possibility that Bobby could beat Lashley. Uh, Bobby could beat Brock, and he's like, no chance Bobby's beating uh, Brock. But I'll go with Brock Lesnar because I have my own theories as to what can happen and who can win. Um but I think Brock will retain here. And then we have Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins. Ha, ha, ha. For the Universal Championship where the Usos are barred from ringside. I think in the WWE or Universal Championship, Roman or Brock could get involved in each other's matches. Um, I don't think either one of them are walking out. I, I don't think... Sorry. Only one of them will walk out with a championship. And with that being said, I think Seth Rollins is going to win and beat Roman Reigns. The reports are going on right now that he's scheduled to win. And he's supposed to be carrying the, U the Universal Championship into WrestleMania. And then Roman and Brock can feud for the, t the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, um, which goes in and leads to, let's go into the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um... It's really anybody's game, man. It really could be anybody's game. Um, I just don't know who. I know Sasha Banks is injured, so it's not going to be Sasha going into winning the match. I oh man, if if I have to pick, I'm probably I, I, my heart says Liv Morgan, but I know she's not going to win. I hope I'm wrong, but I know she's not going to win. I'm. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. Uh, I mean, they're, they're really going to want big money matches at WrestleMania. Becky versus Ronda is a big money match. And I think that's it. But I could be wrong, man. There is no clear-cut winner as to who could win this year for the Rumble. And finally, the men's money in the bank. Uh, men's money in the bank. Men's Royal Rumble uh, match and again this is a tough one to tell but with the fact that I said that Brock Lesnar is going to lose the championship uh, I think not lose but he's going to retain and Seth Rollins beating Brock a lot of people are kind of on the thing of like well Seth keeps saying he has his number and that he's going to win uh, and he very well could be I wouldn't necessarily like that as I said earlier but I think, and this is what I think, because WWE are not very keen on this. Um, reports are saying right now it's AJ Styles. I am going to predict that Roman Reigns will win the Royal Rumble. I think he will lose to Seth. He'll enter the Rumble. He'll win the Rumble, and he'll face Brock at Mania and become champion at Mania. A lot of people say AJ Styles. I hope AJ Styles, but that's just personally what I see because I feel like WWE is too focused on the Brock Roman story and not necessarily focused on other people at the moment. If AJ does win, apparently he would challenge Seth and Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Please, please and thank you because we have not had an, an AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins match in quite some time. They've only wrestled once against each other in a singles match in WWE at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view in 2019, which was Seth's first match Defending the Universal Championship, uh, if you remember all those years ago. 
Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And uh, what are your predictions for the Royal Rumble? We put out a poll on our Twitter page, at TNAWP. Who do you think is going to win? I gave you the choice of Big E, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. My good buddy Sean McChesney quote tweeted and said, AJ Styles. Uh, the Another Twitter user commented on our little post here and said AJ Styles. And maybe AJ Styles is going to win, but I already picked Brock Lesnar. So, uh, not Brock Lesnar. I already picked, um, I already picked uh, Roman to win. Uh, the... The Twitter user and handle is go hard in the taint. Go underscore taint. <laughs> oh my god. That is such a great name. Go hard in the taints. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, man. That's fucking funny. Okay. So AJ Styles apparently is going to be the uh that's what he thinks is gonna be. And he liked his own tweet as well. That's great. <laughs> Go hard in the date. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter at TNAWB to see any t- any uh, tweets and any polls that we put up on our Twitter page. Uh, follow us on Instagram as well, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, please be sure uh, to be listening to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, wherever you can find us. If you have a five-star uh option to leave a review leave a review and give us five stars it really helps us in the podcast here and if you like my my stupid voice and if you want to hear more of my opinions uh you can follow me on twitter at cj underscore 1214 and on instagram at cj12 underscore 93 so thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the not another wrestling podcast royal rumble season's here baby let's fucking go we're on the road to wrestlemania the most spectacular wrestlemania there is Dumb fucking tagline, I know, but nevertheless, the Rumble is going to be a great time. So thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I've been CJ Palmasano. I'm very tired. I'm going to bed. I'll see you all next time.